know about Christ. I can't be encouraged in the Lord if I'm, first of all, not going in the right direction with the Lord or if I'm not founded by the right things in the Lord. Our faith needs a foundational firmness. Here the word translated as establish, sterezo, in this context has the sense to strengthen or to firm up. Now let me ask you, all right, nice and easy question. How many of y'all like Jello? All right, a few of you. The rest of y'all are wrong. Jello is fantastic. But here's what you know. Those of you that like Jello, do you like it when you first pour it and it's nice and runny like liquid? No, that's not Jello yet, is it, right? That's the mix. What's it got to do to make you want to eat it? It's got to firm up. It's got to be established. And then, notice that. You ever thought about that with Jello? You make it. It goes from a powder. You add liquid. You make it a liquid. You pour it into a mold. It becomes a solid. And you put it in your mouth, and it turns back into a liquid. But that's Jello, right? When we think about this, it's got to be firmed up. If you were building a house and you just laid that foundation and it's nice and wet, are you going to go walking and stomping and building on a wet foundation? No. It's got to firm up, doesn't it? The word translated, though, as comfort is a word parakaleo. Among other things, has the sense to encourage. Parakaleo is also the same word that we get for that of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 15. Where Jesus says, I'm sending you a, a parakaleo, a parakletos, a comforter, one to come alongside you. Timothy was being called to literally come alongside the church at the Thessalonians, put his arm around him and say, how you doing? Are you serving the Lord? Are you, are you following him? It is our job to do the same for one another, mind you. Now, while I highly encourage you and implore you that you cannot be someone else's Holy Spirit, you can help establish and encourage one another. You can bring correction and comfort at times. And that's what preaching is to do. It's what teaching is to do. It's what our fellowship is to do with one another. It's what the church is meant to do as a local body for ourselves. Now, we have to be established. He says he came to establish you to make sure that you're right because here's what would happen. As we talked about earlier, if we had that little baby who was born and then just left to himself, what's going to happen? It's not going to survive. So the concern here for, for Paul and Timothy is that this church being left to itself is going to fall into false doctrine and false teaching. I would say this this morning, any Christian who leaves themselves to themselves and lives their life as an, not just as an individual, but individualistic, and notice the difference. All of us are individual members, are we not? you're saved, you're an individual. I'm not Hunter. Hunter is not me, right? We're individuals, yet one in one body. He's a member of the same body. Therefore, we are together. But think about this. Individualistic means that you care more about oneself than you do the body. This is a danger in the church. <coughs> this was a danger in their day. It's a danger in our day because any man left to himself is easy pickings. Easy man, uh, one man left to himself is an easy target for the devil. One man who is an individual member of the local church but lives as an individualistic Christian 
is in danger. God designed the local church for a reason. We all need pastors. We all need deacons. We all need people who disciple us. We all need people who we help disciple. We need the body if we are a member. Notice that. To live individualistically as a Christian and think that your Christian life is more important than the life of the church does harm to the church and does harm to your own life. You say, well, what about my own Christian walk? That is your own Christian walk. But you need the church to strengthen it, to establish it, to comfort it. In the same way that you need to live your individual life as a Christian to help establish and comfort the body. Notice that the Christian life is not about the individual Christian, but it's about the life of God's body, the body of Christ. It is a much bigger picture than what we realize. Furthermore, with this, we see as Thomas writes, dependence on God and faith was their only recourse in facing adversity. They could remain faithful only as they let him supply inner strength. This shows the importance of discipleship, the local church, the Holy Spirit, being in the Word, being established by the Word, being comforted by the Word. And the Word should do just that. When we open up this book, it should help establish us in the faith, but it should also encourage us in the faith. And here's the danger, because our flesh wants all encouragement and little doctrine, little, uh, little um, establishing. We want to be established by encouragement, but we must be established by doctrine. And that, we think, is not encouraging. There's nothing more encouraging than having a right foundation because you can trust it. That brings comfort. That brings joy, peace. That brings the power to live this Christian life. Here's what we see. He sends them, and he sends them out for this reason. He wants to establish them, and he says in verse 3, that no man should be moved by these afflictions, for yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. Before we get too deep into that verse, if you're not established, you will be moved. Right? But if you are established, it's a whole lot more difficult to move you. You ever uh, watch boxing or, or cage fighting, anything like that? I do, all right? I, it's just fun to watch. A, a bunch of meatheads punch each other in the head. That's what they do. I'll let them do it all day long. I ain't getting in there, right? But I've noticed one thing about them. The best fighters, the best boxers, or the best football players or basketball players, they're not the ones that always have the biggest muscles. Nor are they the ones that have the toughest jaws. Most of the time what you find is that they're the ones that have the best footwork. Think about this. You know what made Muhammad Ali so good? Was it because he had the iron fists? Or was it because he could float like a butterfly? And sting like a bee. It was that footwork, right? It was the footwork that made him what he was. And it gave him confidence because he was established. You and I have to have our feet settled. 
An unsettled Christian makes himself unusable to God. When we are not settled as an individual in Christ or in the church, our feet are shaky, they're moving around. And if I'm standing on one foot and I ask one of you guys to knock me over, it wouldn't take much, would it? Now, if I did this, it'd be a little tougher. But then if I had really dug in deep, or maybe now I'm even in, a, in the ground, I've dug in my foxhole, if you will. Now it's even more difficult. How about this? If I'm leaning upon the Lord Himself, can you knock me over? I don't think so. This is why all of our weight must be on the Lord. This is why straddling fences in the church and the Christian life doesn't work because you easily get knocked over. This is why not being established leads to not being encouraged. The most unencouraged, uninspired, unconnected believers that I know, unfortunately I know too many because I can be that at times too, When we face those seasons, the very reason why we are in those seasons is because we have left ourselves to be unsettled. We are established and we might know the right things in our mind, but we are not believing the right things in our heart. And there is a difference. So today as we bring this section to a close, I want us to see here this little last paragraph. Faith is lost when there is no establishing. Faith is lost when there is no encouragement. Both are needed. But an encouraging faith must be an established faith. You will always be unsettled and unencouraged if you remain unestablished. You say, does that happen once? No. It happens every day of your life. If you wake up and you're teeter-tottering, you're going to get knocked over. But if you wake up and you establish your mind, your heart, your hands, and give them to the Lord, there is your establishment, there is your encouragement, there is your power to live the Christian life and to be used in the local church as you were designed to be used. Today what we're getting at, God calls us to something higher than what our flesh can attain. This is why we must depend upon His Word. This is why we must depend upon His work in our life through His Word, through the local church, as we are day by day established in our faith, encouraged in our faith. Why? So we can help establish others in the faith and encourage others in the faith. This is why every lesson that you learn is also a lesson for somebody else. This is why that everything that God is teaching you today is not just for you tomorrow, but it's for you to help someone else through tomorrow. Do we get it? Let's pray this morning. We'll be done. Lord, we come to you. We want to thank you. We want to praise you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, God, that you desire for us to be established, to be encouraged by you and your word, especially in the local church. Help us to see that. Help us to desire that, O Lord. We pray that now that you would prepare our hearts for this day of worship, God, that we would lift up our hearts to you, that we would sing unashamed of the gospel, unashamed of who you are. 
unashamed of the things that You've done for us, God, because You alone are worthy of all praise, honor, and glory. Today, may You be glorified as we hear Your Word, as we gather, as we fellowship, and as we worship You in spirit and in truth. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.